0: if Christmas has passed in a bit of a blur of eating too much, drinking too much opening lots of presents playing some Monopoly I confession time I lost Monopoly <laughs> and I'm going to need prayer um, Yeah, too much Monopoly not enough sleep there was a hint of sulking when Monopoly was lost but um, I'm over it now so that's Christmas done again I've gone back to wearing normal clothes um, laughter um, and over Christmas, I've been reading the book Honesty Over Silence by Patrick Reagan. Um, so as I was writing this, I thought, well, okay, I'll be, I'll be honest. So I told you about Monopoly. Now I'm going to be honest about one more thing. Um, I've been struggling a bit lately. Um, I've been busy, busy, busy since September. And as much as I love spending all my time with baby Joel, I was slightly gutted the first day he said, no nap, and meant it. Um, so we've had the no-nap battle for the last few months, and he's won. He no longer naps during the day, uh, which has proven to be a bit of a nightmare I wasn't ready for yet. Um, so I've been a bit trapped in the cycle of play, 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 stick the washing on, play, 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 do another job. Play, 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 plan the Bible study for Thursday night whilst pretending not to notice that he's emptying out the saucepan cupboard, and the next thing I'll have to do is put all them away. Um, so in the busyness of what was last term i lost focus i think on what was important and i'm sure i'm not the only one that does that um so just think for a moment what is it that causes you to lose focus on what is important as i've already said for me it's a sense of too much going on and that causes me to panic and kind of rush at everything Um, but it's different for all of us so what causes you to lose focus on god Are you distracted by something as you go into the new year? What are the things that really matter to you? And God set about reminding me of the things that really matter to me and to him. And I'm going to save you three that just got baptized some time and some energy. I'm going to give you the answer right away. What is important to God is that you stay connected to him. Stay close to him and he will show you everything else that is important Like the loving parent he is, he wants to be close to us. And somewhere along the line last term, I lost sight of that. And it's really easy to stay connected at certain points in your life. Uh, For example, it's quite easy for me to stay connected to baby Joel. It's very easy to be connected to a one-year-old. He's quite literally here most of the time. But as we mature and we gain independence, it becomes harder So my 14-year-old Izzy and I lead very busy lives doing lots of different things. So we have to make it a priority to spend time with each other. A sneaky hot chocolate here or a late-night chat there. And she crocheted me a snowman for Christmas. There he is. I love him, but only because I love the one that made him for me. And in mine and God's relationship... There was no effort on my part to stay connected over the last couple of months. I was simply too busy, and I expected the 10 minutes I spent in the Bible or praying to be enough. But as with any relationship, if we don't spend enough time together regularly, you start to believe that you can live without each other. So God set about correcting this. One night, I had a dream about doing laundry. (laughs) And I woke up annoyed. <laughs> I was like, isn't it enough that I do laundry all day, every day? Do I really need to dream about it? Um, but God had a point to make, and it was time for me to stop whining and listen to him. So our story is a three-story house, and for some reason, we had the washing machine on the ground floor and the era on the top floor, on the third floor. Um, so when I get the washing out and I put it in the basket, I always find a little pair of socks, and I give them to baby Joel, and I ask him to come and help me. And he happily takes the socks and he toddles off up the stairs with me right behind him. And sometimes he drops the socks. But that doesn't matter. I pick them up and I put them in the basket and I carry on up. You see, I don't need his help. It's not about him needing to carry the socks. It's about him coming along with me. I didn't invite him because my whole washing system will collapse if he doesn't carry these two socks. Um, If he doesn't take his share of the work. I invite him because I love him and I like to keep him safe and close. So God was reminding me that the same is true for him and me. He doesn't give me the jobs because he needs me to do them. He gives them to me because he loves me and he wants me to come along on the journey. So I'd been so busy with all the important tasks that I'd prioritized them above spending time with God. God. And by this I mean talking to him, reading the Bible, or even prioritizing church on a Sunday morning. I was so terrified of dropping a sock, i.e. missing something going on with the young people or forgetting something important to my kids or horror of horrors not making Mark sandwiches and he had to make his own. I forgot that he gives me these tasks not because he needs me to do them, but because he wants to bring me along with him on the journey. So Joel doesn't come upstairs and carry the socks out of any sense of guilt or obligation or pity. He does it because we have a relationship with each other and he is happiest when he's with me. Similarly, God doesn't want me to work out of anything other than love for him. Obligation is not going to get a good job done. Only relationship with God can make me good at what I do. And by trying to work without spending quality time with him, I'm basically just busying myself with socks by recommitting myself to spending time with God and having a good and passionate relationship, I have 100% improved my relationship with Mark, with the kids, with youth, with food, with myself, and therefore I am not, as I sometimes feel, being selfish by setting aside time to spend with God, but in fact improving my well-being and efficiency for the rest of the day. And then there's something else I realised that night when he woke me up from the dream as well. When Joel and I have finished hanging out the laundry, there's a little adventure to be had because Jonah's bedroom is up on that third floor and somewhere amongst the dirty football kits and used glasses, there lives a hamster. And after we've hung up all the washing, Joel always goes and feeds him a sneaky peanut. And there's also a bunk bed where Joel practices his ladder skills and a sweet collection that he raids. Then, when the adventure is over, it comes my favorite moment of all. He lifts his little arms and I carry him back downstairs. It's just a 30-second hug, but it makes the rest of the day worthwhile. When I'm with in relationship with God, I want to do my work because I want to come along wherever he's inviting me. And it's not always as easy as socks. Sometimes it seems impossible, like crocheting a snowman. But it's totally worth it. When with the relationship comes the adventure and the love. What adventure is God taking you on in this coming year? What distractions is it worth laying down in order to create the space to hear God for yourself? When we put it like that, the Daniel fast becomes not just an opportunity to give up coffee but an opportunity to grow closer to the Father and hear about his next big plans for your life, to commit yourself once again to relationship. What are you going to give up or take up this year in the Daniel Fast in order to discover the adventures God wants to bring you along with in 2020? When we work on the relationships, we gain perspective. Jobs aren't just jobs for ticking off a list. Youth work stops becoming about who has to hoover the youth rooms, which no one wants to do because they look like a mess again within two seconds of them getting up there and opening the biscuits. Once more, it becomes about fun and laughter and family and trips out and baptisms. So I'm reminded that it's not just a series of jobs to tick off my list before I can go to bed, but a joy and an honour and a privilege. I think this message works both ways. If, like me, you're feeling overwhelmed by all that you have to do and you're frantically trying to cross stuff off the list, spend time with God. Deepen your relationship with him. The young people joke that I am sponsored by the YouVersion Bible app um, as I am constantly encouraging them to use it. And I wish I was. I wish I was sponsored by them. It's brilliant. If you don't have it, whether you have been a Christian for years or you're newly committed or you're simply just exploring it, Download it today on your phone. Do we have the picture of my, from my slides of the version app? There it is. <laughs> um, download it today. There are reading plans for everyone of every age and every level. You can read them alone and privately or in groups. They can take you up to two minutes a day or whatever, however much time you decide you want to commit. You can read large passages and study it for yourself or a short passage with a theme and a detailed explanation, is really a great way to start spending time with God and a brilliant start to the new year. He may even take a few socks away from you, but even if he doesn't, he will show you the worth in your work and the fun and the adventure you can have along the way. But similarly, if you're not sure where you fit, where to start, or what you have to offer, spend time with God, still get the Uversion app, and get to know him. He will lead you, he will show you how to work alongside him and he will show you all the love that you need. Just like Joel does with the laundry, go along with him, do as he asks along the way and enjoy the adventure. And my advice to you three that are just baptised, build the relationships, keep up with those good habits that you have already with Bible and prayer. Keep coming to Emerge Eternity and all the socials and keep praying for each other. I don't know if the rest of you know, but... The young people have a WhatsApp group, which they're on constantly with prayer requests, answers to prayer, encouragement, support for each other, prayer when they're having exams. It's actually the best WhatsApp group I've ever been part of. I love it. And Izzy, Alex, and James are already really involved in all those things. So 2020 looks like it's going to be a very exciting year for these three. So guys, above everything else, spend time with God, pick up the socks he gives you, and run along with him and a whole lifetime of adventure awaits you. Let's pray. Father, thank you that you are a relational God. Thank you that you are a God of second chances. I'm sorry, Lord, for when I've shut you out and tried to do the jobs alone. Thank you that, above all else, you want us along for the journey. Thank you that you don't need us to achieve anything for you. It's all sorted but you long for us to achieve everything with you. I can think of no greater honor than being on your team, and I pray for an enhanced relationship between you and Alex, Izzy, and James following their baptism. Amen.